Welcome to the Radical Departures podcast, your source for startup storytelling. We're your hosts, Abby and Chris. You'll hear informative discussions full of valuable expertise and actionable insight on the issues you face when launching and growing your startup. This is episode 28 of the Radical Departures podcast. Our guest today is Maiva Botrel, co-founder of Sextech Lab. Unlike some of our other guests, Maiva runs this innovative association in her free time, in addition to a demanding day job. Sextech Lab seeks to increase awareness of sexuality, normalize conversations on the subject, and make advancements in an area that's often overlooked. They'll be holding the second French Sextech Hackathon this June. In this episode, Maiva explains just what exactly Sextech is, how her association is working to improve sexual education for young people, some interesting and surprising applications for sex tech, what other communities around the world are doing in this area, and much more. So without further ado, here's episode 28 with Maiva Botrel. So we're here today with Maiva Botrel, co-founder of Sextech Lab. Welcome, Maiva. Hi. So what is Sextech? Sextech, in fact, is a sector of uh, technology where we can use it for sexuality. For sexuality. So what does that mean? For example, for sexuality, start for, for us for the meeting, then until love and continuity of love. Okay, so online dating, for example, yeah, okay. online dating, it could be sexual relationship as well, that kind of that things. It's integrate as well sexual education for children and uh, sexual stuff as well for uh, people, for example, for quadriplegic. So what are some of the tech interventions, like from a hardware or software perspective? In fact, today, uh, not uh, so much technology are developed for sexuality. But the main goal of our association is to open some mind regarding the technology already existing and how we can implant it on our sexual uh, sector. So, for example, it exists some technology like EGG. It's like an encephalogram tool, which helps you to traduce your thoughts and make it discussing with a connected tool. So, for example, you are capable now to control a sex toy by the thought. Crazy, wow. huh? Yeah. <laughs> and what about for uh, sex ed? Because that's obviously something that uh, can always be improved. How does sex tech play into that for sexual education? For example, now in France, we see that uh, sexual health are very bad, for example, with uh, heads uh, stuff. So we have to find some new way to educate our children. So, for example, one team I worked uh, with uh, last year, uh, develop a chatbot for uh, children. So it's like children talking with children about sexuality. And in fact, it's not a children, but it's like a robot talking like children. And that makes it more accessible for kids. Exactly. They don't feel afraid to ask questions. I exactly. Guess. And so how did you get involved in this? What is your background? Oh, okay. <laughs> so I was educated by a family, very open-minded. So sexual stuff was a topic like another one. So it starts, in fact, when I was five years old and uh, I uh, look on the drawer yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, I find a, a condom and I didn't know what it was. I asked the boyfriend of my mother, what is it? And he's, he told me it's a 
chewing gum. And my mother said, oh, no, <laughs> it's not that. So I will explain you. And she buy me some books to explain what is sexuality for me. So I started at fives. And then I was always involved on stuff like Startup Weekend. And uh, I proposed an idea on sexual development for pleasure, for more pleasure in couple or for single. And uh, all the people around the, the room say, oh, it's a good idea. And when I ask them, do you want to work with me on that? They say, oh, no, I'm shy. I don't want the the ticket of a sexual uh, on my head. So I decided to create an event on the topic of sexual things like a startup weekend. And then I found a team uh, regarding who wanted to work with me as well on that. And uh, it's like that we create Sex Tech Lab. And so Sex Tech Lab, you said it's an association. It's yeah. not a company. No, no, no. It's a non-governmental uh, association. You put on this event. It's a, like a hackathon. Yeah, it was in May last year, and that year we will do the same in June, but uh, the format will change because it's difficult to go further than the barrier on the market, like technology barriers, as well legal barriers, etc. So we have to work more than just one weekend. So we will plan it for two weekends, and during the week they really have some conferences, workshops, and stuff like that during one week. So the... People will start from an idea and during the week they will be coach, uh, mentor. They will have some mentorship and as well some workshop and stuff like that to improve their idea and have a real product at the end of the weekend. How do you promote this area without falling into the category of yeah. being... So before we start the first event, we were like, oh my God, if the, the press or uh, media's want to take that on a special way, let's say, it will be very hard for us for professional aspect as well. So we were very, very scared of, about that. And we didn't want to leave the project. So we decided to continue it, even if there is consequences after. And we decided to do that with kindness. With okay. kindness? Yeah. So practically, what does that mean? Okay, so it means no sexual photography, uh, more... Not pornography, mm -hmm. uh, just uh, pornography versus uh, sexual education, what we can do okay. and stuff like that. So it's uh, the way we talk about that, we're very no judgment and uh, no porn or weird thing. Not sexualizing it in the porn yeah, sense. Yeah, exactly. What kinds of people do you find work in sex tech? Is it more women, more men? In fact, it's more women and it's more easier for us to go on the market because we are not categorized like a weird guy who wants something or who expects something from mm. girls if he had, has to talk with girls. So it's more easier, yes, of course, for women. But in our uh, association, for example, we are four, two girls, two boys. Do you try to create more of a community around sex tech as well as doing this event? Yes, exactly. Uh, one thing very amazing on that sector is the solidarity between the actors already uh, on that sector uh, because it's so hard to uh, develop a company on that with the legal aspect, the health aspect as well, uh, with the social aspect as well. Yes, there is a very big solidarity between all the actors and the fact that my team wants to create like good feeling regarding sexuality. All of the actors are behind us and wants to work together to create very nice things. And uh, how has sex tech developed in France specifically? 
There is not so much company in France. There is one famous one, Dorcel. And then there is like brands, but not only French brand as well, international brand. But uh, small structure or startup try to develop themselves, but it's very hard. For example, we worked with uh, Christelle Lecoq. She creates a, a sex toy connected to literature, erotic li literature. So when you read the book, depend where you are in the book, the sex toy wave more or less. And uh, she raised some funds at the beginning of her company. And after, we don't know really why. No one wants to bet on, on her as well. Is that a stigma thing as well? I think, think so. I think so. Because yeah. it's very hard to find some uh, investors as well. For example, we worked as well with uh, School uh, 42 in Paris. So it's a school of developers, completely free, developed by um, Xavier Nial. And uh, one condition of uh, to do the, the event at this place was to not talk about him because he could uh, bring him some difficulties to find clients after and stuff like that. So. so where else in the world is farther along than France in the development of sex tech? Is there a particular country that's... Uh... In London, there was the first hackathon and there are the second one this year as well. In the USA, there is a huge community of women, a women of sex tech, bring by uh, Cindy Gallup, which are very uh, involved in uh, sexual uh, things and the uh, respect of people regarding sexuality. And Cindy Gallup has as well another brand. It's uh, called Make Love Not Porn. So it's very famous. And uh, they've all together in the world, why don't we try to improve that uh, open mind in the world? And do you connect much with other organizations like that working elsewhere internationally? About these girls, yeah. And uh, as well in, with Sex Tech in the uh, UK and in Brazil as well. We were connected a few days ago with a community who wants to, to develop that as well. And I'm sure we will have some things to do as well with uh, Japan and Korean uh, country. Where do you see your organization going in the future? We want to be like the people which are not afraid uh, to talk about sexuality and going to discuss with uh, the state or the ministry and stuff like that and to create something with them, not against them, but with them for people, for pleasure. We talk about pleasure. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> In France specifically. I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. The country of love. What do we do? <laughs> and what has been something that surprised you especially about working in this area? I was so surprised because one of the heads association, I've tried to work with them during the first event and it was a no and no discussion. And it was completely crazy because it's regarding health and sexuality. Why we, you don't want to participate to that? Why? Do you know? No, I didn't catch any reason. So I think it's a, there is a very time where the state gives a lot of money for association to develop like help and discussion or media stuff regarding uh, heads. And, uh, and now uh, they don't have any more funds from the state. I don't know. And uh, they don't want to work with that kind of other association. It's like a company with around them. And do you do a lot of development? Do you try to get the word out about what you're doing in the startup community in particular? Because it's a group of, you know, more young, maybe open-minded people. Yeah, sure. After the first event, so we decided to organize like a meeting to find people to help us because uh, with uh, four people, it's uh, hard to develop things. We are like volunteers as well in our 
proper association. So we need help. And we found something like between 20 to 30 people ready to help us. And it's because we talk about pleasure for pleasure. So it makes sense. You're volunteers. You're doing this in your free time. Yeah, exactly. And your day job has nothing to do with sex no, tech, right? No, no. <laughs> I sell computer for research and development for automotive energy, so nothing. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> and have you found personally that your work with sex tech has been problematic no. in your professional life? No. no. All my colleagues know what I'm doing, and uh, it's, it's not a problem for them. So it's, are they interested? Yeah, yeah. They ask me, "Oh, what are you doing now?" And uh, in fact, if you are capable to work on sexuality stuff or sector, because it's so hard to find money to communicate, discuss with medias or stuff like that. After when you come back at your job with a tool like, let's say basic tool or stuff like that is really easy to know what way you you have to take to communicate like that and stuff like that it's easier after that type of uh, situation and how do you do outreach primarily are you on social media or yeah we are in social media so we have a facebook page sex tech lab we are making a new website so last year for the event we had one and uh, it's more regarding community. In fact, we discuss a lot with the community. And then we want to open it more and more with uh, like conferences open to large public with an experience as well. So on each our conference, uh, you will find uh, like an innovative uh, experience like control uh, sex type by the mind or uh, try connected tissue or stuff like that. Just to get to make more people discover what yeah. it means. Yeah, because okay. people don't know new technology, in fact, and the new technology versus sexuality. So we have to create like opportunities on the mind of people. And do you write? Do you post on Medium or do you write blog posts to try to get so more? So because we are only four, we used to repost uh, like articles or stuff like that. But uh, we are not enough people to, to do that for now. Yeah, because it seems like this is something that would interest a lot of people. It affects yeah. a lot of people, but they yeah. might not know and they might feel personally inhibited. But in fact, we worked uh, with other, let's say, startup or association, which take more time on studying and stuff like that. So we are like a kind of media. For example, we had uh, last year um, a team who works on content for our data regarding sexuality. We work uh, with them and sexual uh, actors like um, doctor of sex, let's say like mm -hmm. that. I don't know the words in English, but sexologue. So it's people who take, who advise you regarding sexuality. And uh, us with them, we work with uh, that team who provide us some data and we can communicate uh, that like that. So there is a lot of little team mm -hmm. everywhere works uh, from their side and now we try to make more proximity between all the actors and create like a big uh, structure to give uh, information and stuff like that. And do you find that young people are more receptive to this? For me, it's not a good example, but when I talked with the other co-founder, Fred, for example, he said that it was very hard to explain what he's doing with uh, his, not his parent, but the parent of her girlfriend and stuff like that. So, and he is a father, so with children and the grandfather do not accept that. Yeah, it's hard to talk about that, but uh, for a young person, it's like, okay, it's a topic like the other. We just have to discuss about it. 
And I would think to maybe make it easier with older people approaching it from the education angle, exactly. like you said, yeah. because nobody knows how to talk to their kids about sex. Exactly. Yeah. So that's yeah. totally useful. Yeah. But we had like, we stopped people on the streets and we asked them some question and we asked them, give us a word for sexuality. And all of the people, young and older, said complicated. <laughs> it's very complicated. There is a lot of uh, knowledge missing. For example, we don't know the origin of orgasm. We know what it implicates, for example, the muscle and stuff like that. But we don't know what is at the origin of the orgasm. So we know it's pleasure. Yeah, okay. But scientific part, we don't know. It's interesting thinking about this in France, which is, as you say, a country that's more open to, you know, it's a more Latin country. Yeah. I'm from the States. In the U.S., we're much more puritanical about things like this. Yeah, but, and, uh, you know, from the uh, French uh, young people, we see, like, American people, like, completely crazy regarding sex. They have a lot of experience uh, when they are young. And in France, it's more around love and stuff like that. But it changed. We had last year a partnership with uh, the social network uh, WILD. So it's a social network for couples or singers who wants to share their partners, let's say, or have sexual experience with other people, uh, like uh, parties. Swingers. Yeah, for example. And uh, they say when they started the, the website... It was like old people, old, not old, but uh, sorry for people who listen to me, but uh, more older. around the older people, so around 40, 45. And now it's more around, more and more around the 20, 25. So it's changing. It's changing. So we like to ask everyone to wrap up the podcast. How do you define success? When uh, people will be uh, okay with the fact that we can do what we want, we need that. All the people can find pleasure, in fact. Uh, not only a heteros a couple or bisexual couple or what we want, but uh, only uh, each person needs to be happy on sexual stuff. The foundation of life. <laughs> I agree with that. Well, thank you for joining us. <laughs> thank you to you. That wraps up another episode of the Radical Departures podcast. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to our feed on iTunes. And join us next time on Radical Departures. Radical Departures.